Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, dear Jesus. If you have your Bibles with you, I'm going to invite you to open them to the book of Psalms. We're going to read one that's very familiar to you, the 100th Psalm. Praise God. Let's read this entire psalm. You'll notice as we read this, just a few short verses. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. I think some people thought that read, serve the Lord with sadness. <laughs> Amen. How many of you are happy? Amen. I wish you'd notify your face. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence. How? Griping and complaining? Fussing? No, we're singing. Hallelujah. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. Well, if we just closed the book and went home now, we'd all be blessed, wouldn't we? You just can't read those words without getting blessed. Praise God. Well, I read the whole psalm, just five verses, but I guess you ought to take a text. You know, we do that just through force of habit of nothing else. So I think maybe the fourth one, the fourth verse will be our text. Let's just, just single it out. Enter into his gates. With what? Thanksgiving. And into his courts. With what? Praise. Thanksgiving and praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Father, we are indeed thankful. Glory to God. Oh, how thankful we are. Words in our English vocabulary are not sufficient to tell you just how thankful we are. But we thank you that our spirits, empowered by the Holy Spirit who lives within us, can speak unto you in a heavenly language. Hallelujah. And our spirits are filled with thanksgiving and praise and honor and glory unto thee, our Father, our God, our Redeemer. And now as we spend a few moments tonight in your word, thank you for giving us utterance in the Holy Ghost. We pray for the congregation that each ear will be a listening ear, that each heart will be a receptive heart unto your word, and that each one of us shall be doers of the word and not just hearers only. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. A few days ago, I was driving down the road here to coming here to the office and to school one morning or one day, and uh, somewhere or another on the inside of me, in my spirit, something just kept saying, the praise cure. The praise cure. And so I just wondered if I had anything on that. And I looked through all my notes and didn't have a thing. And I looked through different books. And finally, I found in one of Dr. Lydian B. Yeoman's books, a Bible lesson that she gave calling the praise cure. And part of what I'll say tonight, I got there. Dr. Lydian B. Yeomans was a medical doctor, a physician and surgeon, practicing medicine and surgery in a large New York City hospital many years ago. And uh, she came down to death's door, and medical science was not able to help her. And in the midst of dying, an older gentleman came to her with a message of divine healing. And she said, I had known the Lord when I was a youngster, but through the years of education and so on, I'd gotten away from him. So I immediately began to call upon him and got back into fellowship with the Lord and then began to 
act upon God's word and was raised up from a deathbed and uh, somewhere in her mid-40s and then spent another 45 years because she lived to be about 90, spent the rest of her life teaching and preaching the best kind of healing, as she puts it, divine healing, to be healed by the power of God. And so she says in this little chapter in her book, one of her books on the praise cure, that she had heard of many, many kinds of cures. Of course, being a medical doctor, she knew something about medicine. But she said a friend of hers was telling her about a cure that she took every year. And so Dr. Yeoman said it must not have been permanent because she had to do it every year. And it was quite expensive because you had to go to Europe. You had to go to Austria. But her doctor recommended that she go there, and so she went every year to take this cure. And so uh, she said that uh, the main thing is they had some kind of uh, water there, mineral water that they wanted them to drink. And some way or another, the doctor here in the United States thought, you know, that this would just simply be a boon and a blessing to her constitution. And so she said, I went every year. And uh, she said, I was put into a little room up in the attic. In fact, she said, over in the United States, I wouldn't even invite a tramp into such a room. But she said, uh, that was the last one available. They had a long waiting list. and Just can't anybody get in there, you know. Had to have money and uh, be rich. And so she was glad, you know, to get this great cure. And then she said they awakened you early about five o'clock in the morning with the loud, loud sounding cymbals and noise and you had to jump up and get ready and there was no bathroom facilities. You had to wash just in a pan, you know, the pitcher of water and it was cold and sometimes there's a little thin sheet of ice over it. Wash as quick as you could and get into your warm clothes and then you had to hike at five o'clock in the morning for miles. That's part of the cure, you see. Walk for miles to get to this place. And finally you got there and thinking that you was gonna have a great big wonderful German breakfast, you know. But no, they, you, you had to get in line and, and come up, you know, to this where this water, this mineral water came. It was a spring, you know, and it came rushing out. And, uh, and uh, there was a fellow there that checked to be sure, you know, they got your name and how many glasses you're supposed to have. And so she's supposed to have two glasses of this mineral water. She said it smelled like sulfur matches and rotten eggs and tastes twice that bad. But she managed to hold her nose and down a couple of glasses of it. And then finally they went to breakfast. And all they had was, was some black rolls of bread. That's all. And uh, you couldn't eat all you want. Most of them just got one. One small black roll of bread. And once in a while, some of them got two of them. And they didn't get anything else then till noontime. Now about noontime, they did have two vegetables and a thin, weak bowl of soup. And then whatever they had for supper, she said wasn't worth mentioning, so she never did eat it. And so you took this cure for two weeks every year. But it must not have been permanent because she kept going back every year. And then Dr. Yeoman points out, and I'd heard of this one myself, about the grape cure. You just eat ripe grapes. Nothing but ripe grapes. And then Dr. Yeoman's talked about the barefoot cure. You go barefoot, you see. That's supposed to help you. And then the hot mud cure. No, you don't eat it. You waller in it. And, uh, and that was supposed to help you, you see. Well, Dr. Yeomans points out that she wouldn't speak uh, disparagingly of any of these. They might help some folks. But that she knew a cure. Praise God that's sure. Hallelujah. And that never, never does fail. And then she went on to speak about the fact, you know, of different, in, in over in the area of medicine, you know, that uh, there are different ones, you know. They're, uh, they're uh, osteopath. And then she mentioned several other paths, about seven of them, but said, no matter which path you take, they all lead to the grave. <laughs> and that's pretty well true, isn't it? You know. But nonetheless, she said, and I uh, 
concur with her that there is only one sure cure. And it's the most expensive of all. But thank God someone else paid the price for it. It won't cost you a dime. Hallelujah to Jesus. You see, the Word of God says in 1 Peter, the very first chapter and the 19th verse, you might just turn and read it with me. The Word of God says in, the, in this 19th verse, but with the precious blood of the Lamb. Now, the previous verse said that we are not redeemed with corruptible things such as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of the Lamb as of a lamb without blemish, and a lamb without spot. Well, someone said, well, yes, there, but he's speaking of redemption. Sure, healing is a part of redemption. Praise God forevermore. But the praise cure works either way for physical healing of the body or for the remission of sins. We'll get to that in a moment. So then this verse said here in the 100th Psalm, the fourth verse especially, enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. In that second verse it said, serve the Lord with gladness and come before his presence with singing. And so you can praise and shout, hallelujah, and sing yourselves into victory, praise God. Whether it's spiritual, whether it's physical, whether it's material, or whether it's financial, Hallelujah. Find a scripture that covers your case and then just stand there and sing and shout and praise, hallelujah, until the full manifestation comes. You can pray and sing and shout through anything. I don't care what it is. Praise God. I read the story one time of an old Presbyterian elder. And, and, and he was the kind, you know, and, and there's a lot of folks like that and bless them. And he just believed, you know, that you ought to be quiet about serving God, you know. Sort of like, you know, you was attending a funeral or something, you know. He had a daughter that, was, that would get blessed and she'd shout. And so he would remonstrate with his daughter and try to get her to quieten down, you know, and so on. But then she'd get quiet for a while and then she'd get blessed and she'd shout. Well, this older gentleman finally lived his life out down here below and it came time for him to go home. And uh, he was just about to pass over and God gave him a little glimpse of the glory world. And he got to shouting so loud, you know, praise God, everybody was astounded. And he said, run and get to daughter real quickly. I want her to shout with me all the way through the glory. And so she came, and though the tears were running down her face because her daddy, you know, was going home, and in a way, you know, she's glad to see him go home, but then she'd feel her personal loss. But she stood by the bedside, and both of them just shouted all the way through, hallelujah, <laughs> till he got home, praise God. And I'll tell you the truth about the matter. You can really praise yourself and sing yourself and shout yourself through anything all the way from here to glory. <laughs> glory to God. Because it said, enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his courts with praise. Come before his presence with singing. Hallelujah. So we can stand on God's word. God's word for salvation. God's word for healing. God's word for anything else that he promised and has provided. And we can praise our way through to perfect manifested victory. Amen. Praise God. I remember reading years ago in one of our full gospel periodicals about a missionary to China. Well, now this missionary, and of course, I don't know how many years they've had vaccination for the smallpox, but this happened many, many years ago. And this American missionary was there in China and they came down with the smallpox. And so they were isolated from the rest of the people. They didn't want to get, you know, something spreading, you know. But uh, they heard this uh, this lady missionary praising in God. And some of them rushed into the room because she is just singing and praising and making so much noise and, and ask her, you know, you know, how can you praise God? Well, you see that in those days particularly, this, this could prove fatal to her. And she said, well, the Lord showed me a vision. And in this vision, I saw a scale. You know, one of these that balances like this, you know. 
and there's a basket on one side and a basket on the other side. And this basket over here that was full and running over and on it was testing. Well, she was certainly being tested. And, and, and you see, it was just, you know, sitting down to the bottom on that side. On the other side was a basket. It had praise written on it and it just had a few in the bottom of it. And she saw, of course, what the Spirit's telling her is that she's going to have to keep singing and praising until she fills that basket, praise God. And so she praised and praised and praised, didn't sleep a wink, praised all night long, sang all night long until throughout the building everybody got to praising and singing. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. And, and over about a 20, after about a 24-hour period of just constantly praising and singing, every symptom disappeared. Every puck immediately left her body. And she was perfectly healed. And she said, you know, when the healing came, then God showed her the vision again. And that one with all the praises on it was overflowing and outweighed the other one, you see. Hallelujah. I think that's one thing wrong with us, that we're way behind with our praises. Amen. Dr. Yeoman's talking along this line said uh, in, in, she was preaching one time in a mission. Of course, you've got to realize the early days of Pentecostal churches, they didn't have so many church buildings. They just had a building, store building that they called a mission. And one night, just about time, she was just preaching there, you see, a guest speaker. And, and, and so a man rushed in just about time to start the service and asked if he could speak to her privately. And so she led him off into the prayer room and he said, my wife has come down with a smallpox. She's just simply broken out all over you. She come down with a smallpox. Well, he said, she said, I said, how do you know it's smallpox? Well, he said, we called the doctor. And the doctor pronounces smallpox and he said, don't move. I'm going to go get the health officer. We'll have to put you under quarantine. But she said, my wife said, rush down there and get Dr. Yeomans to pray, and I believe God will heal me and clear it all up. No use me having a smallpox. Well, Dr. Yeoman said, we, I saw she knew what the Bible taught, you see, because she believed in it. She, rushed, she said, rush down there and get Dr. Yeomans to pray, and we, I just believe God. So she said, I said to the husband, let's just apply the praise cure. And so said, we just began to praise God. Right there, just praise God for the healing. Praise God for the healing. And then he rushed home, wanted to get back there before the doctor got back with the health officer. When he got back home, she was completely clear of every pox, completely well. And when the doctor came, the regular doctor came with the health officer, he said, where's the smallpox? This doctor said, well, uh, well I, I, where is it? I mean, I mean, it was here when I left. And this other doctor said, well, you must have just had too much to drink. I mean, I mean, this woman don't have the small box. Can't you see that? But bless God, the praise cure worked. Amen. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? amen? This applied, Dr. Yeoman said to the man, the praise cure. Hallelujah. And it worked. I want you to go back there with me for just a moment, back there to 1 Peter. I want us to look at a verse here. In 1 Peter, the first chapter in the eighth verse, and get a little bit more insight into what we're talking about here. The eighth verse of the first chapter of 1 Peter. Whom having not seen you love, in whom though now you see him not yet believing, now he's talking about Jesus, you don't see him with your physical eye, but believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Now, I know that that's talking about believing in Jesus. Well, how many of you have seen him with your physical eye? None of us. Some of us have seen him in a vision, but none of us have seen him with a physical eye just like I'm seeing you. Are you listening to me? And yet we believe. Because we believe, we rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Now, here's what I want you to see. Then believing, though we don't see it, then believing whatever else God says. Whatever God says about Jesus. Well, God said concerning Jesus that himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. I believe that, don't you? Then believing with, with joy unspeakable and full of glory. <laughs> if your joy is unspeakable and full of glory, you're going to enter his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. So get on with the praise cure. Praise the Lord. Now turn back for just a moment to the Psalms. We were there a while ago. Let's look at another one here. The, the 34th Psalm. 
Praise the Lord. The 34th Psalm. I want you to notice the very first verse. I will bless the Lord every once in a while. I will bless the Lord when everything's running smoothly. I will bless the Lord when my pockets are full of money. I will bless the Lord when the children's are all well and everything's fine and the rent's paid. I will bless the Lord when everything's running hunky-dory. You know what I mean by that, don't you? That's the way most folks do it. I don't know about you, but I've always done my most of my praising when everything's going wrong. When nothing look right. That's when I get loud and noisy. Maybe I'm different than you. I, I got started off that way, though. You see, when I got, when I got saved, I was on, the, on what the doctor said was a deathbed. Had to die. I mean, I had two strikes against me to begin with. My back was up against the wall. And, and so really, that, that's when I get the most rambunctious. When everything's going wrong. I don't always do it publicly. Many is the time. Most of the time. When things are not going right, I get off by myself out behind a building somewhere and just dance a jig for joy. <laughs> Woo, glory to God, I have my biggest times. Now why? Because, bless God, I know the way of victory. Are you listening to me? And I know, praise God, that the trial of your faith is more precious than gold, the Bible said. See, most folks shout and everything's running smooth in a good service and everything's fine. Well, isn't that wonderful? Glory, glory. Well, anybody can shout then. Amen. Are you listening to me? I will bless the Lord at all times. Now get the rest of that verse. His praise shall continually. How often? Continually be in my mouth. Hallelujah. You see, this could be the clue of why victory hasn't been manifested yet. We haven't met the conditions. They are conditional. God's provisions and God's promises are conditional. So I'll bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually. That means all the time too, doesn't it? Be where? Oh, I believe in praising the Lord, all right, Brother Hagin. I've had folk to say to me, but you know, I, my God knows it's in my heart, you know. I just don't believe in going around, you know, spouting off all the time. You know, I believe in being quiet about it. But you know, the Bible said, out of the abundance of heart, the mouth speaketh. If it's in your heart, it's going to come out your mouth. You just can't help it. Amen. Besides that, he didn't say his praise shall continually be in my heart. I've had people that never did. Oh, no, they've said to me, uh, no, I, I don't go for that. I, I, I never praise the Lord out loud. But now he knows it's in my heart. Once in a while, if, if I knew them real well, otherwise, I've, you know, I think maybe they might think I was a smart addict. But if I knew them pretty good, I said, yeah, and he knows you're lying about it too. <laughs> because if it's in your heart, it's going to come out your mouth. Amen. You might as well say Amen. 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 No, he didn't say his praise shall continually be in my heart. He said his praise shall continually be in my mouth. In my mouth. That means that he was praising the Lord out loud. Doesn't it? Then turn to the 103rd Psalm. This is one of my favorites. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Amen. You know, I think that's another problem is that folks have forgotten all his benefits. They just remember some of them. Well, this don't forget any of them. They're listed here. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities. That's about all the benefits that some people think belongs to mankind anymore is who forgiveth all thine iniquities. And they still don't bless him for that. But I'll tell you, 
if your iniquities are forgiven, if you receive the remission of sins, if your captivity's been turned, your mouth is filled with laughter. Praise God and thanksgiving. But no, that's not all of it. Who healeth all thy diseases. Now notice that he calls upon his soul to bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Not only his soul, but now he gets his spirit in on it. Hallelujah. All that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth every once in a while. Well, if it's his will, he'll do it. If it's not, he won't. Why not say if it's his will, he'll forgive your sins, and if it's not, he won't. The same verse said that he forgave all your iniquities, said he healed all your diseases. Come on now. She believed that. And believing, hallelujah, then you're filled with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Glory to God. Believing, believing. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction. Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. All of those that are listed there, all of them, are benefits of the Lord and they belong to us. Well, we're talking about the one just now who healeth all thine diseases. So, bless the Lord, O my soul. All that's within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not the benefit of healing. Hallelujah. For he healeth all thine diseases. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I remember several years ago when I first received the baptism of the Holy Ghost and spoke with other tongues and came over among the Pentecostals, I heard about a man, I didn't know him at that time, but one of the ministers that was healed of TB, tuberculosis. Remember back there in the, in the 30s, and this was in the 30s, tuberculosis, you know, before the days of the miracle drugs and so on and so forth, was, uh, was listed way up there, number, number one and number two killer, you see. And, and, and so this man, I'd heard his testimony. Well, I'd heard others tell about his being healed of TB. And so in the process of time, uh, he preached for me in my church and I held a meeting for him, the church that he was pastoring and uh, so on. And, and then, and, and I talked to him about it. And then the last church I pastored just before I came out on the field and field ministers and been out ever since then. Well, he came by and visited us and preached for us one Sunday. And so, just to refresh my mind, I asked him again. Because by that time, you see, I had uh, learned a whole lot more and grown and I wanted, I wanted to get his full testimony. Because, you see, many years had gone by now. Fifteen years had gone by and he's still completely healed. And so, he, I said, uh, I, you tell me. I, I've heard it before and I know I talked to you a little bit about it and I held you a meeting. But now, you just tell me your testimony. You, you know, give it to me, you know, firsthand. Well, he said back there in the early 30s, about 1932, 33, he had just a young married fellow. Married, you know, when he's about 20, 19 to 20 years old. And, and, and for he knew, he's perfectly all right. But, and then there was a little baby boy born into the family. And, and about six months after the baby came along, well, it was discovered that he had tuberculosis, TB. Well, he was on the field, what we call an evangelist, going from church to church, holding revival meetings, preaching all over Texas, preached here in Oklahoma, preached over in Arkansas, over in Louisiana. And so he said, every church I went to, I would request them to pray for me. I'd tell them what the diagnosis is and so on and so forth and request them to pray. And so they would pray. And he just grew steadily worse and worse and worse until he just couldn't go. Hemorrhaging at the lungs, had no home, no place to go. So there, just as a young married fellow, you know, uh, he went to his father-in-law and mother-in-law's home, his wife's folks' home. They were farmers uh, there in the black land of north-central Texas. And he became totally bedfast. Totally bedfast. Unable to dress himself. Unable to get up. 
unable to have hemorrhaging at the lungs. And so he said to me one day, my wife and my mother-in-law were doing the washing out behind the house, you know, an old-fashioned rub board. His dad-in-law was out in the field applying, not with a tractor, but with mules. And so he said, as I lay there, you know, and I looked out through the window, front bedroom of this old farmhouse, about a quarter of a mile away from the, the house, there was a clump of trees and bushes. And he said, I said to the Lord, Lord, some way or another, give me enough strength to get up here and get out and get down there in the, that, that, those bushes off by myself. And, and if you'll do that, I'll just pray until I pray through and I get healed or I'll die right there on the spot. Well, he said, then I made an effort to get up and it seemed like a little strength came to me and I did manage to get up and I managed to make my way there and the last few feet I crawled up in those bushes and trees. And then I rolled over on my back, you know, there in this clump of bushes and trees and the devil said to me, the thought came to his mind, which was the devil speaking to him, said, now boy, you've really played it now. You've gotten away off out here by yourself. You see, and he can only talk in a whisper. And nobody can knows where you are. Your mother-in-law and your wife's out there behind the house washing. Your dad-in-law's over on the backside of the farm plowing. Nobody knows where you are. You can't holler loud enough for anybody to hear you. And you'll just die right here. The buzzards will lead them to you. And he said, I said, that's all right, devil. That's what I said I was going to do anyway. I was going to come here and I'm going to pray until I walk away from here healed or I, I'm, I die on the spot. Well, he said, I, I said that. To me, it was out loud and yet I could only whisper. That's as loud as I could talk. He's so weak. He's in a whisper. And so I lay there for a few moments, flat on my back, looking up through the trees at the sky and I said, well, I'll gain a little more strength here and then I'll start praying. And so as I was lying there, I began to think though, my, 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 I've been praying here over a period of over two years. I've put in hours of praying. Everywhere I've gone, I've asked people, the last thing I do in the last service, everybody that will pray every day for me why well, he said, I've got hundreds and thousands of people praying, said they would. If all of them just spent a minute a day for me praying, they would be thousands of hours of prayer going up. He said, I got to thinking about that. Said, dear God, if prayer was going to do it, it would already done it. Because look at everybody's prayed. Then he said to me, I thought about, well, I got in Raymond T. Rich's healing line. I got in Smith Wigglesworth's healing line. I got in Miss McPherson, Amy Simple McPherson's healing line. I got in Dr. Charles S. Price's healing line. I got in P.C. Nelson's healing line. Those were the main five world-renowned uh, healing ministries of that day. Every one of them had laid hands on him. Well, if prayer's going to do it, he said it would already have been done. He said, I said, Lord, I'm not going to pray a lick. You, can you understand that kind of language? That's a good colloquial Texas, Oklahoma expression. That just simply meant he's not going to pray one single word. Amen. Are you listening to me? He said, I'm not going to pray a lick. In other words, I'm not going to put in an effort there at all. I'm going to lie here, flat on my back, and praise you for my healing. I think unconsciously, on his part, the Spirit of God led him into the praise cure. I'm going to lie here and I'm going to praise you until I walk away from here healed or else they'll find me dead on the spot. Well, he said I was so weak that I could only say out loud in a whisper, you see. That was out loud to me. And yet I put forth as much effort to whisper as most folks would to shout. And so I began just to say, praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Just really whispering it. Praise God. Thank you for my healing. According to the word of God, I'm healed. Glory to God. Praise God. Thank you because you're here and answer prayer. Glory to God. Praise God. All these great men of faith laid hands on me. They're men of faith. According to the word of God, I'm healed. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. He said, I must have whispered that for 10 minutes. Then it seemed like a little strength came to me. 
and, and I got a little more strength. And so I had an urge to lift my hands and I, and I couldn't just lift them up like that. I didn't have enough strength to. I got my arms up, you know, my elbows on the ground, lying on the back, got my hands like that. And, and a little louder, I said, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, glory to God, thank you for my healing, I claim my healing, according to the word of God, I'm healed, praise God, thank you, Jesus, glory to God, hallelujah, praise the Lord. And he said, my voice kept getting stronger and stronger. And after about 30 minutes of that, I could lift both my hands up. Hallelujah. Now listen carefully. He said, I just kept on praising because I told him I'll either die on the spot or be healed. One of the two. Two and a half hours later. Yes. After two and a half hours of praising God. He said, two and a half hours later, I was standing on my feet, a shouting so loud some folks heard me over two miles away. <laughs> Glory to God. And he said to me, I've been healed ever since then. And when he was talking to me, it was about 15 years later. He said, just last week, for some particular reason, I don't know, insurance purpose, something, I, I had a, a physical examination. And he's perfect. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank God. Same man, 70 some odd years of age today. He attended a camp meeting here last summer. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank God for the praise cure. Praise God for the praise cure. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. Let's stand up and praise God for the praise cure. <laughs> Woo, thank you for the privilege. Thank you for the right to praise you. To praise you. To praise you. To praise you. To worship you. To honor you. To magnify your name. Glory to God. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 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 Oh, we praise you, Lord. 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 We worship you, Lord. We makrintis kalastamra vraprakidis tasta vraprafi paparaneke kestas evranusto totora dela vraprafie paparadida sampa Thank you, Lord. Praise your holy name. Praise your holy name. Praise your holy name. Praise your holy name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise thy holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Well, every head bowed, every eye closed for just a moment. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Is there a need in your life? Spiritual need? One of the benefits is forgiveness of sins. If you need sins to be forgiven or in the life of Christians, other spiritual needs, whatever it is, baptism of the Holy Ghost, endowment of power from on high. If there's a spiritual need in your life, praise God, you can receive from Him. Hallelujah. Believing then 
with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Having not seen, we believe, praise God. Began to believe it, that your need is met, and then began to praise and thank God until the perfect manifestation comes. So is there a spiritual need in your life? Is there a physical need in your life? Same thing works. Is there a material need in your life or financial need? Well, you couldn't have any more. I mean, any need you might have will come under one of those headings, either spiritual, physical, material, or financial. Now, if you have a need in your life that comes under one of those headings, just lift your hand right now as we wait a few moments in his presence. Keep your hand up. Just keep your hand up. Just keep your hand up. Praise God. Now, everybody, lift your right hand with us now. Follow me in this prayer and let your heart agree with all of you pray it, but especially you that lifted your hand to begin with. Heavenly Father, I come to you tonight. In the name of Jesus, Jesus. thank you for that right. right. It is my gospel right right. and my privilege and and a benefit that belongs to mankind. mankind. So I enter into your presence. presence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank you for your bountiful provision. I thank you you because you promised in your word. To supply, to to meet meet every need. need. For it is written in your holy word. But my God God shall supply supply all of your need need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Jesus. So every spiritual need, every every physical need, every every material need, Every financial need need is met met. according to the Word of God. God. It is done. done. I thank you for it. Now by faith, faith, I receive, I I believe, believe. Ah, hallelujah, Hallelujah. and believing, believing. I'm full of joy. Glory to God. Thank you for the answer. Now put your other hand up and thank him for it. Praise God. Go ahead and thank him for it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now put your hands down. Open your eyes and look at me. Uh, Just a little earlier, just before we got to this, I was instructed by the Holy Ghost to get you to do something. So we're going to do it. Over these next three days, now that means now Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Praise God, hallelujah. I want you to hold fast to the praise cure. No matter what's manifested at the moment or what isn't manifested at the moment. No matter whether you can see it done or whether it's partially done or whatever, just don't even think about that. I want you, as you go to bed tonight and as you go to sleep, to say to the Lord. Now say it out loud if it's all right, if folks around you are with you. If they're not, well then say it quietly to yourself and to the Lord. According to your word, Lord, now you know that, don't you? My need is met. See, whether it's healing specifies whatever it is, see? You keep saying that. Go to sleep saying it. Praise yourself to sleep. Now be specific. Don't just be praising God. That's all right at times just to be praising Him. Praise him specifically. See, for instance, your healing. Praise him specifically for healing. Thank you for healing. Glory to God. According to the word of God, I'm well. All right, if it's forgiveness of sin, praise him for, specify it. Specify what you're praising him for. Amen. Didn't the psalmist here specify the benefits that he's praising, blessing God for? He specified them, didn't he? In other words, he wasn't just blessing God to be blessing him. Sometimes that's all right, but not here. I mean specify. Amen. Say it over and over again. Make your mouth do it, whether you feel like it or not. Just don't pay attention to that. Now, if you happen to wake up in the nighttime, see to it that you do think of it. The first thing you think of, according to the Word of God, I'm healed. According to the Word of God, my sins are forgiven. According to the Word of God, my needs met. And then start praising God for it. First thing when you wake up in the morning, Get out of bed and dress, praising God. Hallelujah. See to it that you do think of it. I said, well, what if I don't think of it? Well, 
forget it because you'll never get it anyway. You're not interested in it. Amen. Amen. Are you listening to me? If I owed you $1,000, you'd think of it, wouldn't you? I said, wouldn't you? Huh? Sure you'd think of it. Why don't you think of other things then? Because you're not interested in it. It's not on your mind. And if you're not that interested in it, you might as well forget it. You'll never get there anyhow. So while you're dressing, thank God for it. Then all through the day, now if you're by yourself, well, you can thank him out loud. Praise him out loud. If you're around others, then very quietly to yourself, just say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I remember one church I pastored. Uh, there's a fellow came. Now, he was a backslider. He hadn't been in church for three years. Really, what he was running from, God had called him to preach. The last count I had of him, he's ordained minister of the gospel. But he's running from that call to preach. And so, you see, when he didn't come to church and went back to doing things that were wrong, well, it didn't bother him particularly, you see. But he come one Sunday night, way back under, you know, 40 years ago, uh, over 40 years ago, came to the altar, prayed. Well, I, I, I didn't ask for any testimony. Most folks had gone home because, see, we were praying for different ones. I'd talk to him. He said, yeah, the Lord's forgiven me. Praise the Lord. And so we all stood up, you know, and there's just a handful of us left because most folks had gone because many had been praying around the altar for a long while. They might have been 25 or 30 of us there. And so I just simply said, I was about the last one to get up out of the altar and, and, and the people were sitting around. I just said, well, let's just all stand, be dismissed. And when we stood up, he'd been in the altar too. He's still kneeling there. So he just, he said, Brother Hagin, could I testify? I said, sure, go right ahead. Well, he said, I want to thank God because he saved me. That is, he took me back. I was a backslider. He said, I've been, I've been backslid for three years. Just running from God, just doing anything that's wrong. What he's trying to do is kill that something inside of him. You know, he thought he could just get over it, you know, by doing anything. But he said, you know, the word of God said in 1 John 1, 9, that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us. And I knelt here and confessed him, and I know he's faithful, and I know he's just, and I'm praising him for it. Hallelujah. Now, he said, some of the brethren asked me, how do you feel? He said, I, I can't tell the feeling any different. But I'm not basing my faith on my feeling. He said, the Bible said that he's faithful and just and I'm praising him for his faithfulness and because he is just and he's forgiven me. Amen. I said, glory to God. Stand on it and praise him. We, we were dismissed. We were talking after and I remember one of my deacons came to him and said, well, I'll tell you, that fella didn't get anything. I said, how do you know? Well, he said, he don't feel anything. Well, I said, if Jesus and the Bible doesn't lie, he got something, he got forgiveness of his sins. I'd hate to base my salvation on that. I said, you mean you'd hate to base your salvation on the Bible? Here's a deacon in the church. It wasn't very long till he was wavering around. See, because his faith wasn't on the right thing. Well, we come back Wednesday night to church. Usually on Wednesday night, it was sort of a prayer and praise time. You'd have testimonies. This fellow was one of the first ones. He said, I want to praise God because last Sunday night, kneeling right there, the Lord forgave me. I'd been running from him for three years. I'd even been to church, living in sin. But I came back. He forgave me. He said, some of the brethren asked me tonight, how do you feel? I said, well, I don't feel any different than I did. But he said, I know the Lord's faithful and I'm praising him because he's faithful. Amen. Well, after the service over, some of the men's around talking, you know, another one of them talking to me. He said, I'll tell you, that fellow didn't anymore get saved or anything. I said, why? Well, he said, you admit you don't feel any different. Well, I said, salvation isn't based on your physical feeling. It's based on what the Word of God said. And if he'll believe it and keep praising God for it, it'll be all right. Well, we came back Saturday night. We had Saturday night service, same thing. On Sunday night, he just stood up. We weren't even having a testimony meeting. He just stood up. But then again, he said, before you preach, could I testify? I said, sure, go ahead. Last Sunday night, he said, kneeling right down there, the Lord forgave me. He said, some of the brethren around here trying to talk me out of it. Think about that. Church people trying to talk people out of their blessings. Deacons in the church. Said they asked me, you feel any different? I said, well, not that I can tell. Well, he said, what makes you think the Lord forgive you? He said, because he said he did. He said, he said he did. First John 1, 9 said he will confess our sins. Now I confess my sins. I did my part. Did he do his part? Well, sure, he said he did. Thank God he's just. Thank God he's righteous. He forgave me last Sunday night. I've been saved all this week. 
and I just wanted to stand up and praise God for it. Hallelujah. See, I said you could praise God through anything, didn't I? Well, we came the next Wednesday night. You see, that's a week and a half. Well, we do that Wednesday night. Like I said, that's always we have a testimony meeting that night. That's praise time, you see. Well, you know, we went through the preliminary and sang, took up our offering, all your preliminaries, you know, and then we, before we have a Bible lesson or preach or something, well, we'd have the testimony meeting, you see. I said, well, now it's time to testify. Usually I'd call on somebody to lead testimony meeting, see. See, everybody's sitting down there, and this fellow jumped up and said, Whoa! <laughs> Glory to God, he said, I want to be first. Hallelujah. <laughs> Whoa! Glory to God. He said, I want to thank God because 10 days ago, last Sunday night week, kneeling right there, the Lord forgave me. He said, he said he did. I know he did. I've been praising him for 10 days, going to bed, praising him, getting up, praising him. On the job, praising him. Now, he said, I work with some fellas and I just praise him real quietly like. But he said, out there on the job today, Another fellow and I had to go back to the back of the lot somewhere. Now, I don't know what he, what, what he was doing, but we had to go back here to get something. It took both of us to carry it. And he said, as we stooped over to pick it up, I'd been thinking about how good the Lord was. You know, this hundred psalm said, the last verse said, for the Lord is good and his mercy endureth forever. I've been thinking about how good he was to take me back after three years just to drinking and a cussing and carousing and running from him. And then I came back and confess my sins, and how good he is, and how merciful he is. And he said, I, I was thinking about that as we reached over to pick up this, whatever it was, you know. And he said, without, pick, the other man did pick up his end, but I didn't. He said, it seemed like that somebody turned a barrel of honey over on the inside of me. I just, without thinking, I just rose up and said, wow! <laughs> and like to scared that fellow out of his wits, you know. That poor fellow dropped at his end of the thing, you know, and jumped and said, what in the world's the matter with you? Why, he said, the Lord saved me Sunday night a week ago. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And I've been praising God ever since then. But he said, I was just thinking about how good the Lord was and it just felt like somebody turned a barrel of honey over on the inside of me. That fellow said, well, don't ever let out a hoop like that anymore. You like, I almost jumped out of my hide. <laughs> After the service over, this same deacon, you know, that's talking to me a friend, come around and said, well, he just got saved today. I said, stupid. He got saved, didn't you hear him? You see, if he hadn't taken no steps, you see, a lot of folks are going to wait for it to happen, then they're going to praise God. Well, anybody can praise God then. But he was praising God day and night, hallelujah, for 10 days and praised himself right on through. And of course, he was forgiven all that time because God can't lie. But he praised himself right on through till he had manifested victory on this end of the line. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Let's sing something, David. That concludes this message. For more information about Kenneth Hagen Ministries, call 1-888-283-2484 or visit our website at www.rhema.org or write Kenneth Hagen Ministries, Post Office Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150-0126. And in Canada, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries, Post Office Box 335, Station D, Etobicoke, Toronto, Ontario, Canada, M9A4X3.